Hi guys, welcome back to Dark Chambers Entertainment. This video is about the Asset Bath murderer. He was born July 24th in 1909, Sanford, United Kingdom. John High grew up in the village of Outwood, West Riding of Yorkshire. His, his parents were engineer John Robert High and his wife Emily Hudson, members of the Playa Brethren, a conservation protestant sect. High later claimed that he suffered from reoccurring religious nightmares in his childhood. Despite these eliminations, he developed a great proficiency at the piano, when, which he learned at home. He was fond of classical music and often went to concerts featuring music by Felix Melendezon, John Sebastian Bache, Antonia Vividali, and Tujvokushigai. I don't know if I pronounced that right, sorry. Don't want to offend any of y'all. And he also attended many others. High won a scholarship to the Queen Elizabeth Grammar School, Wakefield. He then won another scholarship to Wakefield Cathedral, where he became a chore boy. After school, he was apprenticed to a firm of motor engineers. After a year that he left the job, he took other jobs in insurance and advertising. At age 21, he was dismissed after being suspected of stealing from a cash box. And this is going to be surprising you guys, but actually... It's kind of surprised me too. He got married. What? Yeah. Anyways, he was married on July 6th, 1934. High married a 23-year-old Beatrice Betty Hammer. The marriage soon dis disintegrated. Hmm. Dang, that's kind of yeesh. The same year High was jailed for fraud. Betty gave birth while he was in prison, although she gave the baby girl up for adoption. <sighs> what a great mother. Hmm. And left High. High's conservative family traced him, and then, from then onward, High moved in London in 1836 and became a chauffeur to William McSwan, a wealthy owner of amusement arcades. He also maintained McSwan's amusement machines. Thereafter, he pretended to be a soul, soul tiger named William Cato. I don't know how to pronounce that, but I'm just going to say Abinson. Which office in Chancier Lane, London Guildford Survey and Hashed. He sold a fraudulent stock shares in, sorry, uh, purportedly from the estates and deceased clients. And so basically, he took stocks from like deceased clients of his boss, Mick, uh, William McSwan, which is horrible. I mean, you know, these are deceased people who have family. He just says, you know what, I'm just gonna take these stocks and sell them. But I'm not even going to actually sell them. I'm just going to give some fake stocks instead. So anyways, his scam was uncovered by someone who noticed that he has misspelled Guildford as Guildford on the letterhead as unlikely mistake from the educator's soul suit. High received a four-year prison sentence for fraud. High was released just after the start of the Second World War. He continued as a fraudster and was sentenced for several further terms of imprisonment. High realized that his repeated arrests stemmed from leaving victims alive to report the crime. As he intrigued by the crimes of French murderer George Alexandre Serret, who in, who in 1925 had disposed of his victims' bodies using sulfuric acid, sulfuric acid. while in prison Hyde devised a method of destruction of the body of a murder victim by dissolving it in acid. He experimented with the field of mice, and it only took 30 minutes for the body to dissolve. 
Okay, so these are like about his murders. Let me get into this. Um, morning trigger, if you don't like murder or talking about it, then you're going to want to skip this part. Um, well, anyways, I was free from prison in 1943 and became an accountant with an engineering firm. Soon after, by chance, he bumped into a former employer, William McSwan, in the Goat Pub in King Kingston. McSwan introduced High to his parents, Donald and Amy. McSwan worked for them by collecting rents on, on the London properties, and High became envious of his lifestyle. On September 6, 1944, McSwan disappeared. High later admitting that he hitting him over the head after luring him into the basement at 79 Goldster Road, London SW7. He then put Mick Swan's body into a 40-gallon drum and tipped concentrated sulfic acid onto it. Two days later, he returned to find that the body became sludge and then poured down, poured his, you know, his remains into a manhole. He told McSwan's parents that their son had been gone into hiding in Scotland to avoid being called from the mil called up for the military service. Hyde then took over McSwan's house and began collecting rents from his parents. But he wanted the money. He wanted the money from the properties. Donald and Amy became curious as why their son has not returned from the war, and the war was coming to the end. Dang man! So basically, you know. John, the acid bath murderer, killed uh, McSwan and then pretended to be him. And the parents were like, why hasn't our son came back yet? The war is almost over and people, people are coming back home. How come our son hasn't come back? Like, man. No, no. It's kind of... Well, anyways, on um, the 2nd of July, 1945, he lured them into a Goldster Road by telling them that their son is, was back from Scotland for a surprise visit. He murdered them in the basement with blows to the head and disposed of them. High then stole Williams McSwan's pension, Quinique's, and sold their property, stealing about $8,000. Then moved into the Onswell Court Hotel in Kingston. High was a gambler, and by 1947, he was running a short of money. To solve his financial problems, he found another couple to kill and rob. Dr. Arkerbide and Henderson, oh, Dr. Adby Henderson and his wife Rose. After freeing their interest into the house that they were selling, he invited them into Hurdston flat by Rose to play the piano for the housewarming party. While flat stole Archibald Hudson's revolver, planning to use the next crime, renting a small workshop to Leopold Road, Crawley, Sussex. Sussex, I don't know how to pronounce that, sorry. He moved the acid... Hold on. Oh, no, sorry. Well, basically, you know, their next, because you know how he killed the McSwan's family, he decided to, you know, slowly build up the trust because they kind of found him suspicious. And he's, they're like, hmm, I don't really know. I don't kind of, hmm. So when they got suspicious, he, he, um, what's it called? My bad. Hold on, hold on. He decided that, you know, he was going to build up the trust with them and, you know, slowly started asking them to come over. And after, you know, successfully doing that, he moved the the acid drums to the Glucosuric Road. High was unknown to have stayed at Crawley's George Hotel on several occasions. On the 12th of February, 1948, he drove Henderson to his workshop on the pretext of showing him the invention. When they arrived... High shot Henderson in the head with a stolen revolver that he you know, stole from previously from the party, from the 
housewarming party where he played piano in. He then lured Mrs. Henderson to the workshop, claiming that her husband had fallen ill and also shot her. After disposing of the Henderson's bodies and oil drums filled with acid, he forged a letter to them and sold all their possessions for eight grand, except their car. Oh, I know. Except for their car, the dog, which he kept. His last victim and capture was High. High's next victim was Oliver Durian Dickion, a wealthy widow, soldier John Durden Dickon, and a fellow resident of Onsloy Court Hotel. High was then calling himself an engineer, and Oliver mentioned the idea of him, well, him that she had for artificial fingernails. He invited her down to Leapon Road Workshop on eight on. Uh, February 18, 1949, and once inside, he shot her in the back of the neck with a 38 caliber Webley revolver, and that he been that he stolen from Archibald Henderson, stripped of her stripped her of her values, including her Pernsam lamb coat, and her and put her body into acid. Two days later, Derbian Decoron's friend Constance Lane reported her mystery. Uh, detectives soon discovered High's record for theft and fraud and searched their workshop. Police found High's attention case contain- containing a dry cleaners receipt from Miss John Stakeon's coat and papers referring to Hudson and Mick Swans. The workshop success ran- rented by High did not contain a floor drain, unlike the other workshop he had written at Blue Close Rones in London. He therefore disposed of the remainder, pouring out the container of rubble, rubble pile. Oh no. So basically what he did was that, you know how he kills the rest of the people when he throws them to acid? So what he did was, you know, with the rest of the sludge, he either put it in a manhole or he would put it in a pile of rubber and at the back of the property. Uh, investigators of the area by pathologist Keith Simpson revealed 28 pounds of human body fat, part of a human foot, human gallstones, and a part of a denture that was later identified as Miss Dickion's Durian Dickion's dentons during the trial. High asked Detective Inspector Albert Webb during the question, tell me frankly, what are the chances of anybody being released from Freud Moore, a high security psychiatric hospital? The inspector said that he could not discuss that sort of thing, so High replied, well, if, you told, if I told you the truth, you, wouldn't, you would not believe me. It sounds so fantastic to believe. High was then confessed that he had killed Miss Durian Dekron, the Mick Swans, and the Hendersons, as well as three other people, a young man called Max Aquirrell Espriand, and a woman from Hammersmith. These claims could not be substantiated, so basically they couldn't find their bodies, so they just said, nah, you didn't kill them. So basically the people who he killed were the the Mick Swans, the Hendersons, and Miss Durian Dekron, which, you know... And that sucks. That really does suck. And what he his death was by hanging. He died August tenth, nineteen forty nine, Hemsworth, Wait, Wensford, London, United Kingdom. He claimed to kill nine people, but he only killed six. Wow. So, but his murder weapons, which is kind of like, dang, he just used these. His murder weapons were a lead pipe and a 38 caliber Webley revolver stolen from the Hendersons. And he still used it on the same body. He used it on um, Mrs. Dickeron. Dickeron, yeah, the old widow. Like, dang. 
he really killed him like very but what is like you know how those um keith simpsons found their bodies but he never found the possessions that were sold or he never found you know he found he you know he found the coat inside of um john high's house and the receipt and the paperwork and the you know things the car the house things that you know he kept and you know dang but i mean after the arrest high you know you know i'm just going to talk about his trial and his execution right now sorry if, we, if you you could just get this part okay after arrest high remained in custody in a cell to horseman police station in bartlett road the cell door of his incarceration is not preserved in the horseman museum he was charged with murder and first appearance in Majestate on April 1st, 1949, at a nearby courthouse and now what is known as, as Old Town Hall. After which the full trial was held, Lewis emphasized high pleaded insanity, claiming that he had drunk the blood of his victims. What the heck, man? He said that every time he killed a body, he would drink at least one cup of his victim's blood. He confessed to having dreams dominated by blood as young as a young boy. When he was involved in a car accident in March 1944, his dream returned to him. I saw before me a forest for crucifix, which gradually turned into trees. At first were appeared to drew or, or rain, dripping from the branches, but as I approached, I realized it was blood. The whole forest began to writhe, and the trees dark and equipped to ooze with blood. A man went from sick, each each tree catching the blood. When it was a cup full, he approached me, and he said, Drink, but I wasn't able to move. The Attorney General, Sir Hartley Sawcross, Casey later, you know, led for the prosecution and urged the jury to reject High's defense of insanity. Because he had acted with with malice af, aforethought, Sir David Max Maxwell K.C. defending called many witnesses to attend the High's mental state, including Henry Yellowless, who claimed High has paranoid constitution, adding the absolute Kalal Kaluyus. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, cheerful, bland, and almost friendly indifference of the accused to the crimes which he freely admits to have committing in a unique, which was very unique in my experience, he says. It became apparent that High had been using, hold on, I can't see, uh, sorry, it was just moving my notes. High had been using acid to destroy the victim's bodies because he misunderstood the meaning of the term corpus delicti. And mistakenly believed that if the bodies could not be found, a murderer conviction would not be possible, despite the absence of the victim's bodies. There was a sufficient foreseen evidence from him to be convicted for those murders. It only took a few minutes for the jury to find High guilty. Mr. Justice Trey's Humphrey sentenced him to death. It was reported that High and the condemned cell at Wanford Prison asked one of the prison guards, Jack Morwood, whether it would be possible to, to have the trial run of his hanging so everyone could run smoothly. It was like he, oh, it is likely that his request went no further or did it, or if it did, the request was denied. Just prior to the execution, High was asked if he wanted Bradley, if he wanted Bradley. He replied, make it a large one, old boy. High was led with gallows and hanged by executioner Albert Pretenwari on August 10th, 1949. 
The case of John Hi- John George High was one one of the posted 1949 cases gained considerable coverage in newspapers. The High was guilt High's guilt was not questioned. The editor of the Daily Mirror, Silver Dolan, was sentenced to three months prison terms for contempt of court for describing High as a murderer while the trial was still underway. Oh man, that's very wow. So basically, the people who he killed were mixed, the McSwyes family, William Donald McSwye on, on September 9th, 1944, Donald and Amy McSwye on July 2nd, 1945, and the Henderson, Archibald, and Roosevelt Henderson on February 12th, 1949, um, Oliver Robarts, Durian Dirk Ron on February 18th, and, uh, 1949. So those are all his dates that he killed people in. And if you really think about it, like, was it because, like, he had a mental bad state? Or was it, like, because he was just raising it? Because he was arrested for fraud. But he died uh, August 10th, 1949 at age 40. Dang. Like, wow. But people are saying that, you know, the amount, the spans of, like, you know, crimes of, crimes to killings were 1944 to 19... Oh, sorry. 1944 to 1949. His country was the United Kingdom. His weapons were a lead pipe, a 30, 38 caliber Webley revolver, and the date of he, that he was apprehended was 1949. If you really just sit there and just think about it, you're just like, wow, he really, he really just did all this. Like, bam. Well, if you guys want to know where I got my information from, I got it from YouTube. From a documentary, and then the rest of my information I got it from Wikipedia, but I mostly got most of my uh, information from a YouTube documentary. You can just search up um, "acid bath murderer" or "John High acid bath murderer," and I also got um, some of my information from Google. But thank you for listening. Have an amazing day, and don't forget to subscribe and hit the like, share, or you can even add to your favorites. Well, thank you for listening. Bye.